All right, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'll let you handle the claps, dude. All right. Can you handle it? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode to nine. I did, not, I did not mean to do that. Sorry. Start again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 93 of I'm So Surecast. I'm your host, Tim Early. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I really hit it. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Go again. You got it now? I'm so Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of I'm So Surecast. I'm your host Tim Early, I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Hello everybody, hello. Timmy, Timmy, looking good, Pat, looking good. We are live, guys, guys, come on. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We are live in the studio post-COVID, so I'm happy you're one of the six percent of Americans that did not get COVID and die. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're back. You seem to be in full health. I honestly feel fantastic. I know. I know. It's great. You got your taste back. Taste is back. Smells back. I uh, put the Barbara Streisand records back on the bottom shelf. Nice. And the Radiohead records back on the top shelf. Dude, I love that. I Even love though, that. well, I guess if you're going by last name, that would actually make sense. Does it? Give you a newfound appreciation for those two senses, or are you just so cynical that like you don't even think about the joy of being able to smell and taste again? Oh no, I appreciate my my uh, my six senses so much more now. Do you? so you like being? Have you gone around and smelled things? Oh yeah, dude. Now uh, <clears throat> I was at a a little farm stand, and they had oregano, or not Ooh. oregano. I'm sorry, rosemary. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry guys. Um, and I just, you know, it's like, I can smell that now. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab it with my hand, rub it and sniff my hand. And I smelled rosemary. Life is good, folks. That's how you knew you were back. That's how I knew. I was like, I'm fucking back, baby. You're like the guy that gets cataract surgery that is, they take the bandage off and he's seeing his wife and kids for the first time. That kind of emotional moment or was it more just not that big of a deal? It was more of like, like, a. No, because that's more like, you know, happy, joyous. Well, the uh, best part to me of of having COVID would be you don't have to smell your awful breath wearing a mask. Right. Which was nice. Um, That's got to be a bonus. It was more of like a fuck yeah. Like, fuck you, dude. I can smell this shit. Right. Like, like, like getting a birdie putt from five feet away. Exactly. On a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not a crazy putt, but something worth giving a little fist bump about. Turn in your badge and your weapon. You know? Yes. I don't want to see you anywhere near this investigation. <laughs> well, dude, It's a great! I'd say your British accent's back. Is that a cockney? Uh, that was a guy in traffic in front of Jason Statham doing an impression of Jason Statham yelling at him. Oh, okay. Turning your badge and your weapon. I like Jason Statham. Do you see the movie Spy? Do you know a movie that, that I just said is from? Uh, is that Italian job? That's right. Fucks. Yeah, Are you fucking kidding me? You know how I guess that? Why? Because I know that's probably the only Jason Statham movie you've seen. Oh, come on, dude. I've seen Crank. Uh, I was going to say, because Crank was my second guess. And um, The Transporter. Transporter's nice. What's The Transporter drive? Is he driving Audi? Uh, I'm sure he goes, The Transporter's nice. It's a nice car. Well, there's a new reboot to The Transporter. Beautiful now. movie. Yeah, he drives in uh, an A8. Uh, uh, in the new one. 
Oh, I don't know, actually. The new one's definitely an Audi. And the original one, I think it was an I think he drives an S7. W12, which is, like, fucking insane, dude. Is that right? It's literally, like, two V6s bolted together. Is that a real car or just one they souped up for the movie? Like, Does anyone actually own that car? I think it's actually a real car. Hmm. It's, it's like a very legal. rare car, but it's a re- it's like a real fucking car. Let's fucking see, dude. Because I feel like Audi, who must pay a pretty penny to be the feature car in these movies. Oh, I'm sure. Because you, you'd almost think they'd want to advertise a real car so that losers like you and I watch the movie. We want to be like the transporter when we leave. So then we look for the car that... Uh, similar to what he drove. Yeah, it's a real car. 2016 A8LW12, 6.3 liter, 500 horsepower. What's the L stand for? Luxury? Long. Long wheelbase. There's, oh. There's an A8 that's got like a regular length. Regular, I'm doing quotes. Wheelbase. And then there's the L, which is the one that Kev had where you could sit in the back seat and literally cross your legs. Oh, yes. And like you couldn't even like touch the seat in front of you, basically. That's a spacious car. Price. Let's see if it comes up as like anything. It's probably useful. very expensive. That's bullshit. What that's, does that say? That says thirty-one thousand, but that can't be correct. Well, uh, it's tough because it was a two thousand sixteen. So, like, am I really going to find the price that it was when it came out? You know. What so, I'm for like a seven hundred dollar a month car payment, you can be like Jason Statham in that movie. Probably, yeah. I mean, now they're used and shit. So, oh, here we go. Price was one hundred thirty-seven thousand nine hundred dollars. Wow. So they knocked a hundred grand off. Not bad. Here you go, man. Pretty good deal, if you ask me. To, yeah, to be slain as many chicks as Jason Statham in in the transporter for sure. That's the thing a- I like about Jason Statham, and he, well, I I like that he can probably actually kick most people's asses in real life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like certain actors, they like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I get how he gets jacked for a boxing movie, but like he can't kick anybody's ass. No, dude, come on. This is why I'm such a Tom Cruise fan. I don't know why people shit on Tom Cruise. I get that he's like 5'5", five, five, Scientologist guy. But the thing about Tom Cruise is I truly believe he's capable of doing everything his movie characters are capable of. I think he would scale, you know, uh, the tallest building in Dubai or ride alongside the cargo door of an airplane going, you know, right. 30,000 feet in the air. I think right. he'd actually do this. He'd I'm probably- a huge Tom Cruise. He- Tom Cruise, other than like the Mummy reboot, he hasn't been in a bad movie in like twenty years. I think you're right, dude. And th- the the Mission Impossible movies are so fucking good, dude. Yeah, they're so good. They're really good, man. Uh, and then I, Top I rest Gun, my case. dude. Top Gun number two is coming out. Top Gun number two is coming out after like twenty or thirty years, however long it's fucking been. Right, right. But Val right, Kilmer right, has had—I right. think he had like throat cancer or something. He's not looking good. Right, right. Val Kilmer looks like a—not to be mean, because I know he had cancer, but he looks like kind of like a clay caricature, just mushed back together. He does not look quite right. You're a big guy. <laughs> And you know why Tom Hardy hasn't been in anything, really? It's because he's not. People were like, wait, he's really not a good actor. That's what happened? I think. Huh. Maybe, I mean, maybe he has been in movies that just unbeknownst to me. But I think I, I think the problem is once, because Tom Petty as like the heartthrob sex symbol has kind of died down. Like no girls really, you know, are oogling Tom Hardy anymore. So are we talking about Tom Petty or Tom Hardy? Oh, did I say Tom Petty? I thought you did. Oh, if I said Tom Petty, I f- I'm a moron. First of all, Tom Petty's dead. Right. 
I think I saw his last show too at Fenway. Did you really? Yeah, with you, Eric Sterling Storage. You, you were at his uh, last show. Huh? I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. But it was great. And uh, yeah, so Tom Petty's dead, but I'm saying Tom Hardy. Because I think people are just like, dude, he's not a good actor. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know. But if I pull that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. <laughs> Exhibit A, folks. Exhibit A. Uh, but what the hell is going on? So you had your your ten day convalescence, and now you're good. Oh, I'm great. That's great. I'm feeling so well. So, well, what was the first like actual fun thing you did since leaving lockdown? I went out. I bought the. I bought a new bonsai tree. Is that what that is? It will be. That does not look like a bonsai tree. It will be. Interesting. It's going to take years of discipline. So that's one of those indoor ones, unlike the first one you bought a marker basket. Which my mom threw away, by the way. Did I fucking (laughs) tell you this? Yeah. Fucking so pissed about that. Well, you can't win them all. You can't. You cannot win them all. But were you actually actively, like, cultivating that thing? Yeah, dude. Dude, I feel like every time I went outside to smoke a cigarette, I would just be there all depressed. (laughs) Getting fucking rained on. I was like, it looked like you took it out with the trash. That's I don't blame of, your mom. That's, that's a part of the process, man. Someone was like, oh, where's the recycling? They're like, oh, that bin right next to the bonsai tree. You basically got to clip it up, fucking put your wires to bend it certain ways on it, and then you got to just give it time. So, all right, with the bonsai, is it, what what percentage of it is artistic vision and what percent of it is like horticultural? Like... How much of the bonsai kind of cultivation is due to how the plant itself is going to grow with certain maneuvers versus, like, do you just dress it up and design it in a way you want? What's the point of the bonsai? That's pretty. That's a pretty difficult question. Um, 50, like, if you were to te- if, if you were a bonsai fanatic, right, and you were trying to teach someone what to do with a bonsai, what would you impart? Unto them, would it be mostly about, you know, the effects of trimming it, or is it mostly just like, you know, dress it up however you want? Because uh, it's supposed to be like a meditative thing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's an art, it's an art form for sure. Okay, yeah. but like, how, I, basically, what I'm saying uh, is like, when you got the bonsai, did you have a finished result in your mind of what you wanted it to look like, or is it just one of those things where every day you just kind of hack a little bit? No, no, no. Okay, I see. I guess that's what you're saying. So, like, I went to the store. I was like, ah, here's four. I don't like the way that one's growing. This one's kind of more like what I'm going for. I'll get this one. Then I bring it home. I clipped it up, trimmed it all up, wired it, bent it certain ways. Yeah. And then put it outside to let it fucking, you know, grow. To let it bloom. Grow, for lack of a better term. I just gave you a better term, but yeah. <sighs> Bloom, sure, man. But then, uh, and then the winter comes along, and it was a, uh, a a form of a pine tree, which you keep outside in the winter, mm-hmm. and it goes dormant, and it looks dead. But in the summer, it would have just came right back. So I went, "This thing's fucking dead. I'm gonna throw it away." Interesting. And I was like, "Mom, I've been growing that thing for like a fucking year, and you just fucking ruined it." <laughs> That's pretty hilarious, though. How much it's did you pay for funny. that thing? I think it was like nine ninety nine at Market Basket. That's a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah. But then if you obviously if you buy one that's a hundred years old, they're like fucking, you know, fifteen grand or whatever. Imagine if you did that and your mom threw it out. I would shit and piss 
On every window in the house. Oh, it would just be devastating. <sighs> but anyways, what the fuck else is new? Dude, honestly, got nothing. But we did see Tenet last night. Tenet, yes. And it's so... You you just, for some reason, want to say Tenant. Yeah. And no. even if you do, nobody's going to catch it that you said that. You know what I'm no. saying? Right. But the movie's called Tenet, obviously. Tenet, and it is... It's it's simultaneously a very well made movie and a movie that I have no idea what happened. Like the thing, right. the thing about Tenet and Christopher Nolan in general, not in general, because obviously like Dunkirk's a pretty straightforward war movie. I think Dunkirk's actually my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, but Tenet, it's like so it's, you just did it. I did. See, yeah. Fuck you. Oh man. So Tenet, yeah, Tenet just doesn't sound right. It's not a word. Is it a word? But I get the palindrome that he's going for because it's like a time, a forward, backward backward, thing. Yeah, right. But just it should just be called tenant. It should be called tenant because then he'd still be honoring the palindrome. Right, dude. No, no, he wouldn't. Palindrome, man. No, he wouldn't be honoring that because then the the N is first to the T. Never mind. But the thing about Christopher Nolan is you know his movies are so good that... When we were watching Tenet, I was like, I don't even know what's going on. I just kind of threw my hands up. In right. Act three, like act act one, there was a little bit of confusion because they kind of throw you into this movie where there's supposed to be questions that are unanswered. So act one, you're like, all right, I get that I'm supposed to be kind of Confused. held in suspense here. Right. Act two, you get what the plot is. So you're like, oh, I get it. I know who the villain is. I know why he's the villain. I know what they're trying to do. So act two, for about 40 minutes, you come to be like, all right, I got it. I'm smart. I figured it out. And then act three executes the plans laid out in act two. So you're all excited. You're like, I think I get what the main mission is. And then they throw these like curveballs at you. And then at that point, you're like, I'm so, I'm so confused. that I'm just going to throw my hands up. But it's so entertaining without you actually knowing what's happening. That you just kind of enjoy it. Right. You kind of got to just like not even try to understand it and just watch. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, I feel like at least in Inception, right? Because um, it's similar-ish movie. Yes. In Inception, there's a lot of explaining of like what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Here's what Inception is, basically. Yeah. That's the whole point of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Right. His whole point... Was as soon as they introduced something new, he would come along and just explain it. Right. And then in Tenant, <laughs> sorry, Tenant, um, it's like literally you're two minutes into the movie and everyone just knows what the fuck's going on. Nobody needs anything explained to them. And it's just like. Which I actually kind of like better because it was cool. I, I love Inception. Um, and even though I'm helped. By the explanation, like, I get why JGL, as we call him, is in the movie. And I get that it's helpful. There is something a little bit corny to me about the guy that steps in and explains right. it. Right. So I kind of did like that this was kind of a sink or swim experience it where it's cool. just like, you know. Yeah. But this was almost, this was beyond Inception. Inception, there's some mind fuckery. But for the most part, it's a straightforward plot. Right. Right, we're, we're trying to plant a thought in this guy's brain while he sleeps. Like, got it. Right. How you get there, that part becomes confusing. But I get, I can explain to the 
I could explain to people what Inception's about. This is more like Interstellar. Did you ever see Interstellar? I didn't. That movie is so fucking confusing. Yeah. B- bottom line, Tenet is very confusing. But it's great. But it's great. Like, I, I, li- I really liked it. It's like listening to an opera where you go, I don't know what they're saying. I, don't, I have no idea what the song's about, but I'm just going to sit back and just listen to the actual music. It's like the visual version of that. Right. You know what I mean? Where you kind of like... Um, but you know what's weird? So Denzel's son was in Tenant, and he is a super good actor. In, super uh, good. He was in that freaking Black Klansman movie. I didn't. I didn't think he was that great in Tenant. Really? I thought he was like, eh. I don't think he had any charisma, like whatsoever. He's pretty good. You're not supposed to have charisma, though, dude. When you're in a fucking Time continuum that's backwards. Yeah, I, no, I'm not talking about charm. I'm talking about charisma. Charisma is like that thing where you can't just, no one can take their eyes off you. You know what I mean? Well, what I thought was crazy is like, obviously, he, you know, we as the audience have no idea what the fuck's going on. He probably shouldn't know what the fuck's going on either. But he just had this like cocky fucking, I know everything. I'm going to fuck all this shit up attitude. Right. And it just, I don't know where i'm going with this i don't even know where i am No, he was fine in the movie he was fine just fine but, but he didn't like blow me away you know what i mean fine man dude that's fine but i i'm done i'm definitely gonna have to watch a movie like two more times right i'm gonna need to watch it like six more times with a pad of paper but i have no fucking idea what tenet is about no idea not me either but i like and it. it's like why is this lady so important uh she was annoying like, why is she the center of the fucking movie? I don't just fucking... She was annoying, and I, I won't give a spoiler, but there's one point towards the end where I, I literally, if I were a character in the movie, would have killed her. <laughs> because, I, well, I'm going to give too much away if I say why. Yeah, don't give it away. You go see the fucking movie. But she's like this, like... I don't know. This is a perfect time, now that we're not really talking about anything, to remind you, right? <laughs> that... Uh, we nixed the whole ads thing, which, you know... We fucking stole it, man. We did. We fucking stole it, man. And uh, we did that in hopes that, you know, people would just fucking Venmo us money, kind of like Alex Sabo does every goddamn month. Come right? on, man. Yeah, seriously. Where the fuck's the funds been? So if you guys want to Venmo us money, just do it. It's going to be easy to find us. We have no money, folks. None. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> so we have talent and we're bright, but we're poor. Uh, uh, so fucking Venmo is five mu- five bucks every month. Or you hear this episode, you go, you know, this, this one's not so good, but the last one is pretty good. I'll send you guys five bucks. Because dude, listen, dude, if nobody sends us money, we got to do the ads again. I just quit my day job. He's got no job. I don't even teach night school anymore. I just quit. He's jobless in Seattle. A fucking bitch. <laughs> Uh, one more time. A fucking bitch. <laughs> Ugh. But um, yeah. So we we duly appreciate it if any funds do come in, because we can start actually maybe producing the show. Because there's probably like the five people that are still hanging on. Right. Right. There's Matt Boucher, DJ Petty, Danny Bergeron, and then Alex Sabo and Liz Bills. Yes. And then that's it. And you're going, why am I listening to these morons? I'm not even dr- I'm not even trying to get through the insufferable commute to work anymore since I'm working remote. Right. Why 
I I give these guys my attention every week, and they give me nothing. Yeah, you guys do it. You listen if to this. If you want the show to get better, then send us money, and we'll make it better. We're not making you listen to this. Clearly, you want to be here. We're punishing you with the lack of funds that your lack of philanthropy has provided us. So give us your fucking money. A fucking bitch. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. You remind me to give you Alex a shirt because it's in the closet. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. I'll give it to you. And uh, Liz is going to come on in like um, September, I think. All right. Sweet. It is September. It October. is September. It's actually my mom's birthday today. I forget what she said, but she'll be on. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Happy birthday, uh, Mary oh, she Ellen. Doesn't, she doesn't listen, don't bother. Oh, sorry. You're right. It's a little too vulgar for her. Well... It's a little too unsavory, I think. Right, right. Well, it's so funny because every episode... Like, it's one thing if we had, like, a sports show or a political show or something that was, like, kind of formulaic. Right. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband. (laughs) But but it's so funny because, like, certain people... Someone will be like, oh, I listened to the podcast, and it was, like, really funny. I'm like, I have no idea which episode you listen to, so, like, I'm just guessing. And then certain people will be like, oh, I listen to the podcast, like, not really my thing. And, again, it's so weird That's because fine. because I'm like, depending on which episode you listen to, you're going to have That's radically true. different shows. That's totally true. You know, some shows we talk about really smart things like, you know, science and art. Right. And then some shows we just make things up. Right, and some shows we spend hours preparing, and some shows we don't even spend two minutes preparing. Right, I even made up the fact just now that we had shows about science and art. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? There's just no. It's very laissez-faire. It's like it's like one of those like awful independent films from like the 1960s. These art house crap fests. That's kind of right. what we're going for. Right. That was painfully cringe. Where the cool kids would be too nervous to criticize it because they don't want to look like we're doing some avant-garde thing that they don't want to be privy to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's kind of what we're going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that indie band in high school that you get introduced to that all your friends love, and you're like, this is like actual crap, Mm -hmm. but like I don't want to seem like the square that doesn't get it, so I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to buy the CD at Strawberries and kind of pretend that I like it. Right. And then... Like, six weeks later, you find out none of your friends actually like it either. Right. You know what I mean? If we yeah. can at least get right before that metaphorical six weeks end, that'd be great. Right. You fucking stole it, man. <laughs> and with that all being said, man, if you don't want to just send us five bucks for just listening to the episode, send us one buck. That's fine. One buck. You know You know what also we need? I got to text Joey Dursa because when he was at the helm or Kev... I'm assuming Kev's traveling all the time is too cool. That's why he went with Joey first. But we need to get a soundboard guy back. Oh, remember when we had soundboard guys? Oh, it was great. Which reminds me. Well, first, I'm going to complete my thought, which was if you send us money and you want us to like read a fucking ad for something you do, like selling CDs or your fucking new singles out or... You fucking want someone to check out your business's Instagram or do you see where I'm fucking going with this? Yes. Send us money. Tell us you want us to do that. We'll fucking do it, dude. We'll do anything you want. Secondly, where I was going to go before I finished that thought was we should probably 
reach out to Kev and see if he will uh, grace us with the with the kindness in his heart and rescind his ownership within the podcast, which we're contract. I think his his contractually his, agreed to. His salary demands are too high. They're way too high. This is more than the budget of my whole project. It's an estimate. But no, it'd be nice to have him back. We'll pay him gas. Kev, we'll pay you the two bucks for gas. Listen, you have options here, Kev. Your options are you come back or you fucking resign. A fucking bitch. (laughs) Imagine being on the Congress floor. Wasting people's time talking about it's just so dramatic. How it's your like, feelings are hurt about being called a fucking bitch. First of all, that clip just audio wise is so funny. It's so crisp too. But like, how do you not understand the the irony of pretending to be some champion of the working man who can't get a voice in a meaningful way in American politics. And then you waste like everybody's time, like a hundred senators time on the floor. Cause some guy called you a bitch, but then at the same time, like respect me. Cause I'm really tough. Ugh. wouldn't it be like really, okay. Literal. Can you, can literal- you imagine anybody else delegating actual time on the floor because another person in their body of government said something mean to them. Here's the thing though, dude, isn't, <clears throat> So isn't her being called a fuck oh. a fucking bitch actually like on video? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I find this whole thing so boring that I haven't even looked into the actual thing. Me either, but so she's called a fucking bitch, right? Let's say that Well, that, not just a fucking bitch. A, a oh. fucking bitch. <laughs> and let's say that the footage gets out or word gets out that this guy called her a fucking bitch outside on the steps, right? Yes. And she never even brings it up. Wouldn't that be way more respectable? Of course. Than being like, Mom, he called me a... A, a fucking bitch. But the whole thing is just so lame. Ugh. These people are so unimpressive and self-absorbed that any time that they self-implode in front of cameras, I find both sickeningly and kind of satisfying. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I just think it's hilarious. Oh, what do, what's the Senate? Why, why do we got to go to the floor today? Oh, um, you know that bartender? Somebody called her. A fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. Let me put on my good tie. And um, I'll just, you know, I'll tell my wife not to wait up because uh, I got to hear about how somebody called her. A fucking bitch. <laughs> Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I love that. Somebody was really uh, moved to applause by that. Oh, man. But anyways. Anyways, uh, I did send DJ and Boo the stickers. Oh, okay. Another fucking thing, dude. Oh, did we check on the folding test, Boo? Boo? Did they flatten out? Boo, hello? Can you hear us, man? What the fuck's going on? Did we uh, Did we flatten the curve with that... Uh um but yeah so right if you want stickers dude okay how about this man you don't want to just send us five bucks just for the episode that's fine send us five bucks say you want stickers i'll fucking mail you stickers yeah we'll break even or lose money whatever at least in my mind you sent us money what are you gonna say about that i don't think that's relevant to <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, man.
But, uh, well, so, all right. So you folded booze. Uh, I folded booze. Bumper stickers. So I don't even remember. I like kind of blacked out. Well, you were doing an experiment test with the different costs right. of envelopes. Right. So DJ got the water envelope. So his bumper stickers were just unbent. Right. And cost a lot more. And, and then, then you cheaped out on Boo and shoved his into a shitty envelope. Right. But you're saying that these things are such top quality, which I'm willing to assume because these things really have withstood the test of time. That sticker right there. That was folded? Was folded. Oh, yeah. This is literally seamless. Can you seamless. see a crease? Do you see a crease? No. He doesn't see a crease, folks. No. So there you fucking have it. All right, folks. Jesus. Uh, what's your dog's name? Cody. Are you still Cody? <laughs> I would love to do that. Like, if you, and I say this as a dog lover, but there's just something so sick and hilarious about just going into somebody's house, seeing their dog just sitting there, asking the dog's name, whacking it with the newspaper, and then just asking it to be still. Uh, what's your dog's name? Cody. Be still, Cody. <laughs> But it's so because every so my thing is whenever I meet a dog, I always tell it to sit or some command just to like see if it knows it. Right, right. Because I find you know it's basic stuff, but I find it impressive when someone trains their dog. They'll be happy I came over because I'll you know I'll be impressed by it because I'll actually get them to exhibit the training they've they've undergone. X to the um, Z exhibit, but I've never thought about rolling coming into a house with a dog with a rolled up newspaper and then just whacking it on the back of the neck and asking it to sit. Right. We'll have to test that out. You know what I'm realizing is the one clip I wanted so bad I never even fucking put on here. What clip was that? Um, or is it a secret? I can't even fucking see, dude. Things <laughs> you forgot about. That is pretty funny that you just did that. Dude, even with your glasses, you can see that. I would have to go so far above my current prescription to even humor the idea of viewing that. Dude, did I not even fucking do it? Dude, I don't think you did it, man. I'm so pissed. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> Play that again. Uh, that's his wife, though. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> it makes it sound like the donkey scene in Pinocchio, but. Dude, this is fucking devastating, man. What? Why is there devastation? Because where's the clip? Dude, I don't fucking know, man. Isn't it, Boo, isn't your pool closing next week? Let's hoping for a fucking Why invite. isn't Boo answering us? I know. Can you even fucking hear us, Boo? What God the fuck? damn son of a bitch. Boo? Nothing. I don't that get was it. painfully <laughs> cringe. <laughs> does it sound like Mike DeBasio? It that does. That was painfully cringe. Oh, I'm so Look pissed, at you diligently man. studying. It's not even fucking here, man. Fucking thing sucks. <sighs> I'm so I'm so fucking bummed out. Come on, man. It sucks. I can't even like finish the episode now because the one clip I wanted isn't here. Ugh. He's boycotting his own podcast. Unfucking believable. I can't wait to go down for a coffee in about thirteen hours. Yeah, and hear Karen listening to the podcast in the kitchen and her going, wow, you guys really had nothing to talk about this kid. <laughs> it's so funny. Because she'll be like, wow, you guys really had nothing this today, right? And, I'm uh, like, no. and I'll just be like, no, you can turn it off if you want. And then I just go back, she leaves it playing. Does, so does she usually say, wow, you guys usually really had nothing? No. 
It's just the the episodes that are, uh, you know, really painfully cringe. That was painfully cringe. <laughs> <laughs> then she'd be like, "It's not even like a critique. It's more of just like an observation." Like, right. oh wow, you guys really had nothing, right? You know. Um. Well, something I wrote down a oh. while ago. Oh. Right? Is I was at this. I was at the tap. Okay. This was pre me coming down with the vid. Okay. I know. Fucks, fucks. Jesus Christ. So I was at the tap. I ordered a sour. This other guy ordered an IPA. Okay. Guy I was with. They bring it. They give me the IPA. Give him the sour. I take a sip. I go, this is clearly the wrong fucking beer. You have my sour. I have your IPA. And he goes, I'm fine with it if you're fine with it. And I said, fine with keeping the beer or fine with switching beers? Right. And he's like, no, no, no. Fine with keeping this beer. And I was like, okay. Which brings me to my next question, dude. This was before I knew that a few days later I would come down with Coke. <gasps> would you rather keep the wrong beer? Now, now, okay, the scenario is you're at the tap. There's a guy. You get the wrong beers. COVID, you don't know if anyone has it, okay? Right. That's out of the equation. Right. It's still, it's still in the middle of a pandemic, quote, quoting. I'm quoting. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend just keeping beers or do you switch beers? Well, when you bring up the pandemic... For all I know, if we switched beers, the guy would be fucking dead by now. Right. So I guess just keep it. I don't know. It depends okay. how intimate you are. Like, if it was you or Eric or someone I see all the time, I'd be like, whatever. Right. But if I was out with, like, a fucking Max Schultz or somebody... <laughs> yeah? I'd be like, just keep it. You know what I mean? Right, because you're a nice guy. You don't want him to die. Exactly. I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should how do we? Well, I'm I'm not in a position. I I, I don't think that's relevant to. I mean, I, I you get where I'm going. So it gets a little bit confusing when the ghost starts haunting the Senate floor right there. But I would say that I would just keep it. Well, I don't know. But then if somebody orders some awful beer that I want no part of, like was, I didn't want the IPA. I wanted my fucking sour. Yeah, just switch. I would you just switch. I, mean? I didn't switch, though, and I died, and he didn't. You know what I'm saying? I would have switched. I have to pee so that's bad, my, That's my answer. I'll be right back. All right. All right, everyone. I'm back from the bathroom. I'm so sorry. It's all right, man. Now, of course, we took the opportunity to get the clip that I wanted so fucking bad for the show. The much-anticipated clip that he could not wait to show you guys. And now we've had. now we got it. And you're going to be so either disappointed or just shocked in which clip I had to fucking have. Here we go, folks. He's got hydrogen psychosis. Crazy eye. Steve, they think you got crazy eye. Get him out of the fucking water. (laughs) Dude, and he's not even doing this to be, like, stupid. (laughs) I came in today and he was like... Oh, and we both love Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, as Matt Boucher does too. He's a very he's a he's a Wes Anderson file, and uh, he's my favorite director. And he was like, "Dude, Wes oh. Anderson, not not Boo Dinkins." And we we kept playing this clip over and over earlier because I loved that movie too. In that clip, and we were joking the whole time, like we're probably the only people on God's green earth that finds us funny. <laughs> I love how he goes. He's got hydrogen psychosis. Steve, they said you've got hydrogen. 
Yeah, like they're whispering to shield the patient from the reality. <laughs> and he doesn't want to admit that he's the one that said he has hydrogen psychosis. <laughs> Esteban has bitten. Is he dead? Esteban was eaten. He was swallowed whole. No! Killed! <laughs> That honestly, it's in a movie with so many great lines. That's my favorite line because I love Bill Murray is he's come up to the surface after watching this his friend be eaten by this bizarre shark species that he's never seen before. He has hydrogen psychosis. He has crazy eyes, and <laughs> he's swimming back to the boat, and he says, "Hey, Esteban's like his best friend," so he's explaining to the crewman that. Esteban was just eaten by the shark. <laughs> and then I love how Willem Dafoe, first of all, needs to clarify whether he was swallowed a whole. And Bill Murray, while panicked with Crazy Eye after just watching his friend die, still has the wherewithal to say, to make a correction, say, no, chewed. Every, like this, it's such a great line. This is why Wes Anderson is like the greatest line ever. Right. Great, I mean, right's the greatest line Thank ever. you for correcting that. I yes. Really Although you do have uh, you do have Paul Thomas Anderson, who's my one. Of, so two of my favorite directors are both two Andersons, Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas Anderson. Right. And Paul Thomas Anderson, though not as witty as Wes Anderson, will write great lines like this. Oh, well, <laughs> hold on. Oh, sorry. You fuck. You fucked me up, dude. You went the wrong direction. Oh. Um. But since you did do that. I can wait. What do I feel like you were? You were on my. I feel like you were on my wavelength. Was I? Were you gonna play this? No, but play it. All right. So this is why Paul Thomas Anderson's great because he'll read a scene like this. I sucked other men's cocks. Adultery is not against the law. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, dude. What a great... Right now, Karen's going, really? You guys... Nothing, huh? I'm pouring my 17th cup of coffee, and she's just looking at me, just ashamed. What kind of count was it? Who gives a shit? I think it was a Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the best. Does anybody else find this shit as funny as we find it? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Why don't you write us an email? Is anybody even still listening? Probably not, but it's.the.tims at gmail.com. Write us an email. Do you find this shit as funny as we find it? Yeah, or are you... A fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The best part, though, is... Oh? Nobody can make the argument against... Clearly, we're doing this for us. Right, of course. We're not doing this to please anybody. No, this is a a deliberate act of self-indulgence. Nobody could argue otherwise. No, this is the equivalent of, instead of playing guitar in your room, we podcast in our room. Right. He's absolutely fucking right, folks. This is more than the budget of my whole project. It's an estimate. (laughs) (laughs) Really makes you feel better about the price. Because it also may go up. <laughs> oh, oh, man. For fuck's sake, man. I fucking love... Uh... <laughs> Can't even think of his name. Um, Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God, dude. He's also, man. so I always thought... Like, I just... 
Fruit flies, man, are the mystery of the universe, right? Because they just appear. You let one fucking banana get a little bit too ripe, all of a sudden you've got fruit flies for six fucking weeks. Right. So it's weird because it's not like... It can't just be that fruit flies are around your house outside. There's no fucking way, man. And then they get a whiff of fruit. Are there just fruit flies outside? Unless they're All just the unless they're just so microscopic that they can come into your house, you know, at their own whim once they smell fruit. I they just, are pretty fucking tiny. But no, it's true because even at my old work office, some someone would bring in a fucking a tomato. I don't know why. I'm so <laughs> sure someone's bringing a tomato to work. I do. Well, I used to actually eat tomatoes like apples. Did you really? You'd show up to work with just a tomato. Not show up to work, but like I would, you know, at my house, pull one and just eat it like an apple. Right. Oh, I love how also we were supposed to like plant a garden at your house and. No, that's still. I know the season's a little late, but that's that is still my plan. Okay. Well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna be a man about it. I'm not gonna be a, a fucking bitch. <laughs> but that that is the plan. I got the garden bed in there. All right. Well, I'll fucking help. Although you. I'm a little bit scared with these fruit flies, man. I swear to God, like, I just, these fucking fruit flies, man. I literally, Come on, man. I let one banana get too ripe, and now I can't get rid of the fucking things. No, the problem, too, is once fruit flies are there, right. it's, like, too late to do it. Right. Like, no, 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 no. Because what's the alternative? Do that cup of vinegar thing and then your house smells like shit? Well, no. So I did that and I caught about three of them and then they're still fucking around. Right. So it doesn't help. And then you... it Vinegar smells like shit, dude. I hate vinegar. You know what smells like shit is kimchi, dude. Yeah, I've heard. It smells like trash. I don't think I've actually... Part- like, I don't think I've actually whiffed You want kimchi. some? No. Ah, uh, I love it, dude. I fucking love it. One time my mom came down... And she goes, ooh, you're trash. Uh, I think your trash needs to go out. And I was like, no, no, no. I just ate some kimchi. And she's like, what? And then I opened the jar and she goes, oh, God, that's what the smell is. Oh, is that the stuff that you made that just kind of like saturates in that vinegary stew? And So I didn't make it. I just bought it. But it's fermented cabbage and stuff. That was painfully great. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember taking a whiff of that back in the day. Right. It's gross. So what is that? It's Jap- delicious. Japanese, Chinese. Some- I think it's Korean. Korean. Think. South yeah, yeah. Korean? North Korean? Probably South. Mm, probably. But uh, who really knows? Am I right? Well, that's a good point. It really, that clip really is so funny. When Kim Jong Un at the height of the, uh, uh, I think it's Kim, it may be Kim Jong Il. No, it's Kim Jong Un. But when he's at the height of the uh, the film actors guild, aka fag, fag. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kim Jong Un is so pissed off at Alec Baldwin. He goes, "What do you have to say about this?" And he goes, "Oh, global warming, uh, the corporations," and then he just gets blown away. <laughs> Dude, a lot of loyalty for a hired gun. This is why South Park is just the greatest show ever because no one's, no one's off limits. You know what I mean? Right. Like they go after everybody, and that's why it's successful. You know what I mean? Like John Oliver thinks he's edgy and tough. He's not. 
But the second a segment may hurt the people that forward his political agenda, he's like, no, we can't do segments. Like, these guys are all hacks. They're total I'm hacks. Off. Will you die? It would be extremely painful. You know how you know John Stewart's guy. not actually funny? Is because no one that doesn't share his politics would find his jokes funny. Whereas there's a ton of comedians whose politics they don't share that I find fucking hilarious. But anyways, these guys are all hacks. But the reason why South Park is just the fucking best is just it's basically all delivered to you in Team America. You know what I mean? I do. No, I really do. It's fucking great. <clears throat> but anyways, there's also a new movie coming out where Kristen Wiig is the villain. Is she? Superhero did, movie? Does she? Does she? Tucker? Oh, Kristen Wiig. I, th- I was saying yeah. Kristen Stewart. I actually do like Krista Wig though. I think she's really funny. No, me too, but maybe not as like a val- a villain. A valin? A villain. But a lot of these movies are so ridiculous at this point that it's like, uh, like uh, you know. Super I- quick, dude. When you left Tenant, yeah, yeah. Were, was your brain like really fucked up? Like I literally was expecting shit like in reverse. Like I didn't even, my, I was so fucked up. Well, it does make your perception expectations a little off. I literally left the place in reverse. <laughs> but uh, Which I did for a laugh. Did you even notice? Yes, I did. Was it funny? It was great. It was was great. it funny, though? Come on. Yeah, it was funny. Did you kind of laugh? Or it was funny like- in a way where someone shows you a birthday card they got from Target, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's funny. But you don't laugh out loud, but you know it's funny. Nah, that's not good enough. God damn it, I'm not funny. No, but if you tell someone a joke, you can appreciate that it's a funny joke without laughing sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if some guy you work with's kid gets hit by a car, you truly think it's awful. That's funny. But you're not going to start crying. Oh, sorry. Right. I'm sorry. You I, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dude, come on. Dude, don't be a, a fucking bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I cried during this. A fucking bitch. I was mortified. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, clearly she's so weak and just desperate that like she can't take name calling like that. How dare he? Right. You know? Yeah. If she was stronger, I'd be like, oh, she can take it. She's not going to waste time on the Senate floor. Right. Right. Yep. No, I no no no. Yeah, dude. No no no. Yeah. But uh yeah, we really got nothing, huh? Absolutely nothing. Or a bunch of fucking hacks. So sometimes I write shit down, right? Sometimes I go, "Oh, I'll remember that." There's no way I'll forget that. Don't write it down. It is amazing how you like I'll and come up it. with stuff I truly think is brilliant. I'm like, right. "I don't need to write it down. No way I'm going to forget this fucking gem." Right. And then I'm on the car ride home like an hour later. I'm like, "What the fuck was I going to say?" Right. We might have to open this back up to fucking guests again. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not a bad idea. Hopefully that their, you know, COVID restrictions aren't too tough. Although we have had a pretty clear voice in this for the last six months. I don't think that's relevant to, I, I'm not sure what you mean should, how do we, well, I'm, I'm not in a position. I, I, I don't think that's relevant to, I mean, I, I you get where I'm going. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Well, you said. You know well, what the funniest indicated- part? I remember at the beginning of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. When the CDC had all these gaffes, like masks don't help. And then a month later, every place had mandatory masks in. And I remember YouTube was taking down 
videos of doctors who merely disagreed with data or like came to a different conclusion. Right. And all my friends, most of them politically charged people, would be like, dude, well, dude, you're, I mean, you're not a scientist. These people are going against what the CDC says. The CDC says this. Why would the CDC lie about this? The CDC is like the, and now the CDC comes out with this thing that basically totally just cuts off at the knees all these overzealous lockdowns all those same people like i don't i don't believe what the cd says i don't trust the cdc so you're you're the mouth-breathing morons you accused me of being like six months ago because it's politically inconvenient for you it's hilarious fucking hilarious change it well you said (laughs) by the way First of all, what do these lockdowns even do? So Massachusetts, right? We've been pretty much stringent lockdown since March. And we have the highest unemployment rate in the entire country and the third highest death tolls. Tell me again, how did the lockdowns work exactly? How did we benefit from the lockdowns? I don't think. Oh, we still wound up basically being in the worst place in the entire country. And everyone was poking fun of Florida, New Hampshire. Oh, look at these dummies. Meanwhile, the smart kids in Massachusetts. 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 We oversaw like the third highest death toll and we literally still have the highest unemployment rate. So like spare me your stupid lectures on like why we were smart and other states were dumb. Well, what I think is a real classic, right? Was all the people that were like, uh, we need to lock down the country. This is very bad and serious and we got to. Fucking all stay home and blah, blah, blah. Trump needs to fucking listen to the scientists and we got to stay home, right? So Trump says, fine. All right. Listen, everyone fucking stay home. We'll lock it all down. Whatever. 30 million Americans lose their jobs. God damn it. That fucking Trump. Oh, that's the other thing. His jobs. Fuck. The oh. most f- obnoxious foaming at the mouth pro lockdown maniacs are, appa- are the most appalled at the unemployment numbers. Like, am I living on a sane planet? How are these people saying with a straight face we need to shut everything down and then also blaming people that are anti-lockdown about defending the president for over- presiding over unprecedented unemployment rates like this is actually insane it's it's, it's, honestly i can't even fucking take it anymore it's very silly it's very very fucking silly dude oh like these people know how dumb they are they don't know how dumb they are i get that the the orange guy says dumb stuff but so do you dummy like I, i don't understand like everything they say is like totally antithetical to all the data points that's actually being presented orange man bad Orange man, bad. Yeah, I'm just no, no, yeah, yeah, right, right. Ah, oh, <laughs> no, get those lights off, off. But anyway, it's a fucking hilarious time. Yeah, it's hilariously terrifying. I need to buy more guns for fuck's sake. I've only got one. I need Have more. you met any single person you've seen on social media or know in your personal life that's super pro lockdown? Has a single one of them had to sacrifice anything during this? No. It's only people who have had no real cost to this that are wagging their fingers at anyone who's complaining about it. Right. It's fucking hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Ugh. It's hilariously terrifying. Sorry to go on my stupid rant there. I don't, oh, I I don't want to sound a like... fucking bitch. But I just feel like it's a little over the top, and I'm mad about it. I love the argument of uh, 
you know, somebody loses the business they've been working. You have you know, insurance. They've been building for 50 years. Well, they've got insurance. Oh, yeah. Let right, me, You know what? Yeah. You know what? The next time I'm going to say that, some Antifa kid's going to come up to me. I'm going to knock all his fucking teeth out and then say, what? You have health insurance. Right. You have dental insurance. Yeah, you're fine, dude. Ugh. Check this sound out. Is that the sound of Biden's chances? Yeah, pretty much. Also, I or think the it's so hilarious, dude. So obvious. I mean, okay, maybe it's not obvious to you. It's obvious to me. So I don't like but, you just inhaled helium. And maybe it's not obvious to you, but it's to me. Okay. That all of this shit was kind of played to be, to, to get fucking Trump to lose votes. Okay. All the BML shit, the fucking riots, the protests, the COVID shit. Well, Trump says, shit. Trump and, does say a bunch of dumb things. Poor kids are oh. just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Well, that was Biden, but he does. But it's all completely backfiring, and the Democrats have lost an outrageous amount of votes due to all of the shit that they thought was going to get them more votes. I just think that is really... A fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, it turns out if you're not utterly insane and don't like entire cities burning or like are worried about global warming ending the planet in the next... Oh, did we have that? Oh, I don't know that one. Come on, man. Oh, I did fucking fuck that up too, didn't I? Yeah, it's all right. We really fucking blew it, dude. Because we had nothing, dude. We walked in. You had COVID. We you were we we took a an off week. We came in. We were both kind of disoriented. It's okay. Hey everyone, I'm Jill Biden's husband. <clears throat> and the best part is when I cut that, I didn't realize he goes. Hey, no, but that's not him. So the thing. Hey, that's hey, his wife inhaling. Oh, okay. Hey, and then the, the other thing with this clip, though, that you could say in Biden's defense is his his wife's name is Jill, and you could make the case he's saying I'm Jill Biden's husband. Hey everyone, I'm Jill Biden's husband. <coughs> That's okay. He could make that argument. You know what I mean? So like, you could make the case for that. Hey everyone, I'm Jill Biden's husband. Okay, <coughs> all right. You know what? So it could it, it may not be the gaff that we all think it is. Imagine just to cover. Cover all of this up. <laughs> his fucking campaign manager makes his wife change her name. <laughs> yeah, her name's like actually like Jody. Now it's like Nancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? I think it was a Tammy. <laughs> oh man, we really have nothing. We're should we? Uh, oh, I should have prepped Mark the Shark material. Oh, fuck you, fucked up. Oh, I, do I have any? Oh. I wonder if I have any Mike DeBasio. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. Just give me one minute. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to make a theme song for the Mark the Shark segments and the DeBasio ones. Yeah. Mike D. He him has okay. Let's see. Did he fucking say anything? Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> I just love how so all so anytime we read a DeBasio quote, I assure you it is one hundred percent out of the blue. Yeah, it's all just stream of consciousness. So out of nowhere, he goes, still can't believe I won gold in Lake Placid. Game-winning goal. Eric goes, 2002. DeBasio goes, 2001, I think. <laughs> this kid is a Such fun. like a highlight of his life, but he's not sure what yeah, year. Yeah, he doesn't even know what year it took place. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking nuts. I didn't even know what he was referring to. And then when Eric said 2002, I was like, what? Why the fuck would I... <laughs> 
Yeah, he's fucking. Uh, honestly, though, we have nothing. Karen, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're fucking Thank finished you for listening. Um, so Liz Bills is going to come on in a couple months or in a month <laughs> or so. Uh, we'll get Sammy Paps on because he was supposed to be yes, on. Yes, Sammy Paps. Um, there's a few fucking people we had lined up that we had to cancel. I'll go back into the, the fucking things. Uh, Alex Sabo is going to come back on. Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't know, dude. I just fucking don't know, man. Dude, nobody knows. Well, folks, next week we'll have stuff that's more prepared. So, okay, recap. Send us money. <laughs> Send us money if you want oh, stickers. Oh, fuck. I think I have hiccups again. Oh, for fuck's sake. I thought there was a laugh. Send us money if you want stickers. Let us know if you want stickers. We'll send them to you after you send us the money. Send us money. We'll read an ad for you or say something you want us to say. Or if you do none of those things, we put the ads back on, then you have to sit through them for 30 seconds at the end of the beginning of every episode. Right. Um, Boo got his stickers. DJ got his stickers. Boos are kind of fucked up. DJs are not. Um, and I think that's about it. I sucked other men's cocks. Adultery is not against the law. <laughs> Oscar did not shit in my garden, by the way. My garden, oh, he did? My garden was shitless. Good. And I made salsa. So nice, dude. Love it. Guess that's it, man. <laughs> that's that's it. That was painfully great. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. This is a giant cock. I sucked other men's cocks. Adultery <laughs> is not against the law. <laughs> Two of her major roles are about sucking cocks. Yeah, both PTA films. <laughs> Every time Paul Thomas Anderson gets into a role, he's like, I need her to talk about cocks. Oh How do God, I get her dude. to say cock? Yeah, I just have the lawyer at the end. I sucked other men's cocks. Adultery is not against cocks. the law.